What's up, Speak Your Truth? Super, super excited for our guest today. Very, very special guest, former Olympic swimmer David Karasek. He also went to the University of Virginia and is also a business owner. It's called Tribe of Athletes, where he helps athletes bring spirituality into their sport, basically help them become more confident and more mindful. Very, very, very important. Uh, pretty much what, what Speak Your Truth and, and my personal mission is all about, personal uh, awareness, self-awareness, and helping others achieve that. It's very, very, very hard. So very, very thankful David came on here to talk to us about that, and you are going to hear more in just a second. Speak Your Truth. We have with us David Karasek. Did I say that right? Correctly. Yes, perfect, perfect. My man is in Switzerland, all the way in Switzerland. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me. Great, fantastic. You? Oh, I'm perfect. I'm blessed, man. So blessed to have you on here. Uh, my first Olympian, so like I'm a little nervous. Not gonna lie, I'm sweating a little bit. I don't know if you can see it, but so uh, I'm excited though. So it's, it's it's truly a blessing. Um, I'm just telling my wife like it's been such a uh, a process. I we I was trapping off her phones when I first started this. I had two phones. She had one phone, then I had to get rid of one of mine so that you know I'm married now. Got to pay bills and and mature. Um, so we had to get like a whole different phone service and everything. So it was like these little cheap phones that I was recording on, and now I have a, a better phone. I got the laptop, got an iPad, so just this whole thing, um, you know, to be able to edit and and show the people what we're what we're doing, not just uh, the audio. And um, also show them that, you know, it doesn't matter where you start. It's about believing in yourself and where you decide to take yourself. So I want definitely want you to talk about that, um, having the, the mindset of an Olympian and, and that being your goal and how you got there. Uh, but first, let's start with you as a person. Who is David? Not the swimmer, because we'll get to that. But who is David? Yeah. I, so thanks for that question. You know, I, I thought about that question a lot. Yeah. And I... In the past, I would have told you, yeah, David is the swimmer mm -hmm. and the banker and, you know, whatever else I was top of my mind. But mm -hmm. I've come to identify myself as limitless potential. Mm. But, you know, I, I can be what I want to be. Yes. And, and that is a very liberating thought. And it's a good question. So, I, you know, in short words, it's like limitless potential. For and sure. I'm in total control of what I would love, what my heart wants this yeah. to be. That's beautiful, man. I love it. That's something I definitely believe in. Um, reading Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, and, and watching the, the documentary on Netflix is something that taught me to slow down. I'm only 28 years old. I'm rushing to, you know, do one thing, whatever it is for the rest of my life, when I can be so many different things and whatever, you know, the lifespan that God blesses me with. Why am I in a rush to do one thing? And, and why do we focus on being one thing when, like you said, we have limitless potential. You're a swimmer. Um, you do so many. We'll talk about all the other things that you do and that you've done. I'll let you tell that. But, like, it's amazing that you have that mindset because so many people don't. We, we, they think of themselves as limited potential. So why do you think of yourself like that? What, what brought you to that mind frame? Yeah, you know, I mean, full disclosure here, mm. I'm 33 years old, and mm. those ideas, they were planted in my consciousness when I was about 30. Mm. So when I was swimming, I had no clue about that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really like the thing that I, I don't regret it because, mm -hmm. you know, things had to happen the way they happened so I can be now where I am. But exactly. looking back, this is definitely something that seed, I wish somebody planted that seed in me earlier because it would definitely have changed, you know, 
what I what I would have done basically and how I would have done it and how I show up and but what happened to me three years ago yeah like you know I had a mentor here in Zurich and Mm -hmm. he told me to look around and to notice that everything that's not green and grown by mother nature Mm. we create it we create it right so the pen Mm-hmm. existed as an idea as a thought as a fantasy first something spiritual yeah. non-physical and with time we moved it into physical form the same goes for the laptop that you and i are using mm-hmm. the microphone the smartphone literally everything we created yeah. and you can also say that in sports that michael jordan his fantasy was to be the best basketball player mm-hmm. in the world and then with time he moved it into physical form yes. right? but he believed it before mm-hmm. he had any of the championship rings and there's exactly. a great saying it's like i was always a champion i was just waiting for the world to see it mm. and so if if you know if somebody planted that idea of how powerful our minds are how powerful mm-hmm. the spiritual is and how everything starts out as an idea something not physical basically mm-hmm. it's like i think that would have been cool like <laughs> for real <laughs> <That's> <laughs> man what, yeah, most definitely that's why podcasts are so cool because it spreads the message mm-hmm. and who knows who's gonna hear it exactly and maybe that'll change their life right exactly i totally agree and for me personally being a woman and i know a lot of women especially women of color can relate to you can be good but you can't be too good and you can be, you know, you can be big and, and you can be ambitious and you can do this and this, but you can't be too much of it because that's the man's job. That's what men do. Uh, so throughout my career, I had the same mentality as MJ. But when I spoke about it, when I said that I was good or I'm better than you, I can do this. I was told to shut up. Just let my game talk for my for myself. Uh, I couldn't trash talk. I couldn't do none of that. But the boys were doing it. The men at the park were doing it. So why can't I do it? So that's something that... um you know, I love about, about, I think us now, us young people, uh, you know, the older people, they blame us for a lot of stuff and call us unruly and lazy. I don't think that's what it is. I think we just don't take no bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like we are real. Um, and I love and love that about you. Like, I really like feel your vibe. And even when we were messaging on LinkedIn, like, I'm glad you're on the show. I know I've been saying that, but I'm really thankful that you're on here. Cause I know you're going to speak your truth when we get a little deeper. So thank you. Um, can you talk about how your spirituality got you through some tough times and you know during swimming as a collegiate and professional athlete yeah i i don't think i can because i wasn't aware of any of those spirits you know like I, really wasn't. I i went through life and it you know things happened to me on autopilot i mm. wasn't you know we had a little bit of religion when i was growing up but i was never a fan because i i kind of I don't know, I think I grew up and I believed in science and if science can't prove it, I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah, I was making fun of people, you know, that were doing psychology and, and philosophy in school. I was, you know, I was thinking of them as like, you know, the softies and because mm-hmm. real men, they do sports and they do math and... Exactly. And, and misconception, total misconception. And so I, I can't say that I've used it when I was swimming, right? But that's why I feel Man. so passionate about it because I see, you know, I got me to the Olympics without any of these ideas, without yes. goal setting, without visualizations. Yes. And I'm seeing how my life now has changed. So I'm not a swimmer anymore, mm-hmm. but at least I can help um, athletes that are, you know, 18, 20, 25 in, in starting to use these. So exactly. I, yeah. So how did that reflection or where did the reflection even come from for you to be like, you know, I didn't do this when I was an Olympian. 
I'm doing it now. And not only can I use it to make my life better, but I can help other athletes or other people in general, like you just said. Yeah, I... But now I switched from swimming into banking because again, mm. that was the programming that I had. I thought I needed to make money. Mm -hmm. and Zurich in Switzerland is a good place for banking to make money, right? And I, you know, I didn't think about it twice if that's really what I wanted to do because I was mm. studying finance at the University of Virginia and mm -hmm. swimming there. And I, my classmates over the summer, they went up to New York and they okay. did internships with Goldman Sachs, yeah. Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, right? Mm -hmm. I was swimming. Mm -hmm. And they came back and they were telling me, oh, we're doing 80-hour weeks and we, you know, we were working, learning, making yeah. money, getting jobs for after college. And mm -hmm. I'm like, damn, and I got nothing, you know? And right. I thought, okay, now I've got to catch up. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I went into banking and it was good, but I couldn't recreate the success that I had in swimming. Mm -hmm in banking because i wasn't aware of how to create success really and there was a lot more variables in banking because you had your boss you had your team you had mm -hmm. the economy a lot of and it, i kind of slipped in a you haven't call it like a victim role you know like yeah. starting to blame other people for what's happening to me uh giving the power away from me to my boss uh, mm -hmm. to the economy to all kinds of things and you know, I was I wasn't happy. I, I wasn't depressed or anything, but I was going out drinking a lot, staying out mm -hmm. late, and you know, just distracting myself. Mm -hmm. And then that guy came around and he's like, you know, let's go for a tea. Mm -hmm. And I slapped me. He's like, I've never in my life been invited to a tea. Coffee, right? But not freaking tea. So he intrigued me, and we went for a tea, and he started telling me about this, and, and my ears were just like open, and I became so curious that that was the moment. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And since then, you've just been going yeah. forward with it. That's awesome. I mean, it's like a rabbit hole, isn't it? If you speak yeah. the truth, like what, what, what is truth is just information, but there yeah. is so much information, so you can dig deeper, exactly. deeper all the time, right? That's real. That's real, man. Yeah. I still can't believe it, though, like. And we have such similar stories in the sense that we felt like we were behind and whole time we had life made. Like we were doing stuff that other people wanted to do, but we were looking at the success that they were achieving. And, um, you know, you're still young. I'm still young. We probably could still be playing our sports, but we let uh, comparing ourselves distract us essentially. So I, I definitely feel that where you're coming from. And I'm glad that you're at a point now where one, you're not doing that because there's still so many people <laughs> our age that are doing that aren't living for themselves and are miserable. Some of them are depressed and um, sinking into into even worse rabbit holes. So I definitely uh, can appreciate the journey that you had to go through spiritually and how you got here. I can definitely, definitely appreciate that. Let's talk about the road to the Olympics. Was that always your goal or was it something that was just like thrown at you? How did that happen? <laughs> what? After what you heard so far, what do you think? <laughs> Probably just something that somebody said, hey, you want to you wanna try this? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you what happened, Harry. So, see, you have good intuition. Uh, Thank you. As a kid, I, you know, I swam all my life since I was like seven or eight. Mm -hmm. and as a kid, I had the Olympic gold dream, right? Like mm -hmm. any kid or a lot of kids. But then, you know, people here in Switzerland, they told me, the adults told me, well, you know, we'll see later, mm -hmm. go to school and, and kind of like, putting me down, not making mm -hmm. fun of me, but just, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. It's mm -hmm. not so important. And that dream slipped in the background and it never came back, unfortunately, because mm -hmm. they told me not to daydream, to pay attention in school and to yep. be a grown up and all that shit. And 
So it never came back. And I always thought along the lines of what is realistic for me, right? Mm -hmm. So when I won junior Swiss champs, I said, okay, I want to win the open Swiss champs. And then I did that. And mm -hmm. I said, I want to go and participate in the Euro championships. Mm -hmm. And I did that. Mm -hmm. Then I said, I want to go and participate. And mm -hmm. I never crossed my mind to win a medal or make yeah. fun, but participate in the world champs. And I did that. Mm -hmm. And then it was in the Olympic year when my coach at UBA, he came and was like, well, your times are really close to the Olympic cut. You know, why don't yeah. we just go for the Olympics? Like, yeah, I mean, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And then I made that too, right? But Man. it's always, I always got what I, what I thought was realistic. And then mm -hmm. I got just that, right? Now, exactly. better, not worse. Yeah. That's powerful. That's but that, I never, yeah. never crossed my mind that, that I could be in a final or that I can win a medal or I can win a, like be an Olympic champion. Never yeah. came to my mind ever again. That's amazing, man. So what was that experience like once you got there? First of all, him approaching you, were you excited and like, yeah, like my dream, like it's here? Or was it just like, like you said, like, yeah, let's, let's see what it's about. Yeah, no, that was, I, it was very exciting mm -hmm. when I got there. I mean, I, I was nervous, but the thing is, I, it was on August 1st. So nine years ago that I swam on August 1st and mm -hmm. is actually August 1st is Swiss National Day. Wow. Americans, now you know. Yeah. I swim a Swiss record on the Swiss National Day there in London. And that was, yeah, that was really cool because yeah. only about like five to 10% of the athletes actually swim at best time in mm -hmm. the Olympics right? because of the pressure, because yeah. of the timing. And so, so I, I, was, I was happy. That's but awesome. I didn't make it in the final. Right? So, but I was happy. But you still went. Yeah. Yeah, I tried out and got cut twice. So I never even made it. I was, but I at least did that. So I can always say that. But what, yeah. What was your sport? Basketball. I used to Basketball. hoop. Yeah, I was a little I was a hooper back in my day. But yeah, I um same thing you said. People constantly putting me down. Um when I was coming up, blogs and stuff started coming out and my parents told me not to read them, but I couldn't help it. I'm a girl. I want to see what people are saying about me. Um I couldn't handle it. I couldn't take it and it really like broke my spirit and like you said, just doing everything on autopilot, I was such a great athlete and nobody knew that inside my head the whole time I'm telling myself that I suck. Uh, I was scared to take shots, very hesitant, always passing the ball. And, you know, nobody knew why. They would tell me to shoot more. And I was like, no, nah, like my teammates, they can shoot. But it was really more of a fear that, you know, I knew I could take over, but I didn't want to, one, miss any shots and have anybody say, oh, she's not that good, which was unrealistic. And then, two, I didn't want my teammates to think that I was cocky or, you know, that I was a ball hog or anything like that. Um, so by the time I got to college, to UConn, uh, very similar to like um, Simone Biles said, where like, you know that you can do this thing, but your your mind and body for whatever reason aren't connecting. And I had that same exact experience at UConn. Like I had to do separate workouts because it was so bad. I would do layups and it would go completely on the other side of the basket. Like I had never practiced before and none of us could figure out why. Back then we weren't talking about mental health. So um, like you said, I wish that somebody would have definitely pointed it out sooner. But by the time I got really focused on my mental health, it was just perfect timing, divine timing, because I was very suicidal at that point. So going to therapy and having people like see me and trying to protect me from myself really saved my life. So I can't, you know, really be mad about anything at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at that time, so you weren't training your mind at all back then. No. So how did we get here? Let me skip all these questions. Let's talk about how we got here. How did we get here? Forget these questions, man. How did we get here? 
Yeah, I think I think I invited you because I, what I want to do is I want to do a roundtable. Mm-hmm. We're already doing it. A roundtable. Yeah, have you seen King Arthur the movie? No, but I was just thinking about King Arthur and I was thinking about the Bible this morning. So I need to yes. Watch watch that movie because there's a there's another beautiful thing in there. It's the okay. hero's journey. Okay. That, you know, have you heard of the hero's journey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like right. We come to the planet and we're a king is born or a queen Mm -hmm. right it's like the mythological sense usually it's a king but a king or queen is born but then we grow up thinking that we're a peasant Mm -hmm. because we're not aware of how powerful we really are and right that's happening with king arthur he's born a king but it's Mm -hmm. dangerous so he's sent into hiding and and then at some point you know we're we're growing up we're thinking we're a peasant Mm -hmm. and then there's a wise man coming around somebody or something happens is like you know, we we are actually we are actually a king or a queen, mm-hmm. and you're gonna go on a journey, and you're gonna go find out. And yes. in a mythological sense, you have to slay a dragon, mm. but that means you kind of conquer your ego. You mm-hmm. find out who you really are, right? Yep. Don't kill the dragon, because yep. what happens is if you cut off uh, at one of the necks or one of the heads, there's mm. two heads coming back. So you tame it. Mm-hmm. You know yourself, and then you come back and you bring that gift as contribution back to society, and, and you know. So that's the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. King Arthur, absolutely great movie, illustrates yeah. that. But what I want to do is like a roundtable. That's where I invited you, I reckon. Yeah. Because we can all learn from each other, right? That's what I'm, especially in this time since Corona, mm-hmm. meeting online is so easy, mm-hmm. and you know that, right? With from everybody, you can learn something. Yes. And so bringing like the nights around the round table, that's what I invite you to is like to have you, discussions man. around how spiritual concepts can enhance our our experiences in mm-hmm. sports and, and in life. You know, for it's, sure. it's the same laws, it's the same, but that's that's how we connect it. Yeah, for right. sure, man. Yeah, and when you hit me up, I was like, there's no way like he hand selected me to come to this meeting, but it's dope and I'm super excited. And uh, like I've literally been praying for my tribe and tribe of athletes. So it's like I really like now you ain't hired me or nothing, but I really feel like to be contributing to the conversation. um, It really speaks to me being on the right path and needing to, like you said, drop my ego because for like the last 10 years or so, I've been thinking I was going to be the fourth Migo. Um, I don't know what my rap name is yet, but I really thought I was going to like, you know, be on the scene. But it's more important for me to be doing this. We have enough of them. We have enough fashion designers. That's my other thing. Um, we have enough of those. We don't have enough people trying to do this type of work, which is what's necessary. And I say, I can't be a fashion designer. Like you said, take the ego out of it. Why am I doing it? Am I doing it to be on the scene or am I doing it because I have a vision and I want to create and I want to add something, add value to the world, like you said. So, um, and thank you for offering all the perspectives that you have, man. You're making me think over here um, much, much deeper than what just the podcast was initially about. So I appreciate that. Um, can you talk about Tribe of Athletes and why it was created? Yeah, it was, you know, initially it was created um, to help with mental training basically mm-hmm. but now I'm, I'm i've pivoted because i'm finding the messaging and, and actually what we really do you know it's not just mental training it's not like just quick hacks it's really about understanding yourself right mm-hmm. confidence is like the buzzword it's like oh yeah i want more confidence and mm-hmm. you know it works with marketing and so on maybe but what we're really doing is learning to be yourself because yeah. look if i can if i can quickly explain what my philosophy around bringing in spirituality into peak performance is that in spirituality 
what we say is that when we're clear on what it is that we want mm -hmm. and we can tune into that, then we kind of turn over the trust from into the universe that the universe will start to arrange itself for us, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, there's a deep, deep trust in. In, uh, in, in the universe, in the God, in, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is, in a bigger force that knows more than what we could possibly know mm -hmm. with our conscious mind. Yep. And I think in peak performance, you know, when, when we're in peak performance state, it's actually when the mind is quiet, mm. when the mind is calm. But how do we get the mind to be calm and quiet? Yes. And that is when the mind, the conscious mind, trusts our natural abilities to learn and perform and doesn't think it knows better and interrupts with thoughts all the time. Mm. Because think about a baby that is growing up and is learning how to walk at like one year of age. Mm -hmm. They don't have a conscious mind yet. They just learn to walk because they see the adults, mm -hmm. they know what's up, they know, okay, I'm on the knees, it sucks, I wanna be faster. So they see it yes. and then they start to imitate. They don't have instructions, oh yeah, now put your right foot five centimeters forward, oh, don't go too far to yeah. the right. You know, they just do it, exactly. they fail and they naturally learn. Mm -hmm. And they learn the most incredible things. They learn languages, they, you know, up to five, languages for real you know anything you throw at them yeah and so that's what it is it's peak performance is when the mind is calm and the mind is calm when you're not trying to think on what to do when you're mm -hmm. not trying to judge this was good or this was bad you just let the body and the subconscious mind work its magic and that's very similar to spirituality mm -hmm. where you know what you want mm -hmm. you can feel it but then you you it's not about you. Mm -hmm. There's a bigger force here that knows better than what you can possibly think yeah. with the conscious mind. And that's like the similarity yeah. that I see. And I, I think that's, it's, it's powerful. For sure, man. So how do we get away from that childlike spirit once we grow up as adults, like like you said, having a calm mind and just doing things freely, jumping off playground slides and stuff like that, no fear. But when we become adults, we are scared of everything. What happens? Yeah, I, I think it's fucking school and all that. You know? like, <laughs> For real I mean, though. You know, some obviously the parents have a huge influence, right? The parents. Mm -hmm. So if you have a if you have a father, I, I have a father, you know, I, I mean I love him and mm -hmm. there's no perfect parenting. I'm just pointing out that I got a lot of energy from him when I did things well. When mm -hmm. I learned to ride the bike, when I, you know, did a new move or whatever. Mm -hmm. So then I'm getting conditioned to, you know, I'm getting a lot of energy and compassion and all that when I'm doing something well. But then mm -hmm. that develops into I'm not good enough if I, so I always have to prove mm -hmm. myself. Yes. So you have, and then that doesn't change in school, right? They give yeah. you fucking grades when you're, you know, it's just. It's a lot. We know, right? It's yeah. not, not good. And then the people you hang out with and so on. So mm -hmm. I think. You know, it is what it is. It doesn't make you a, a bad person or a good person. It is what it is. But what's yeah. important is that you find out about it. Yeah. That it is that way. Find your truth. Exactly. And so, so how do we get to the truth? How do we get back to our truth? How do we reconnect with our inner child? What it? What is that? Or what was that process like for you? Talk about that. Yeah, for, for me, so for me, I think it was this unfulfillment when I was in banking mm -hmm. that I started, you know, there is oftentimes you see people, they're almost dying, going through an incredibly tough time, mm -hmm. looking deaf in the eye. Yes. And then they come out of it mm -hmm. and something snapped in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. And they come, oh my God, I only, you know, my life here is 
limited. Mm -hmm. I saw death. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm here for another, you know, year, a couple of years or who knows. Mm -hmm. I want to do the best that I can every day. I want to help other people that have this realization and then come back and then change the world. Literally. Yes. Yes. And other people that are just, you know, there's always, okay, how you do? Or, yeah, I'm good. How are you? It's like, always oh, like, okay, okay. And they don't have this wake-up call. So I think it can be something traumatic mm -hmm. that rattles you. Mm -hmm. Or if, if you're curious, I think, you know, a conversation like this or a book or yeah. a, a podcast or a YouTube video mm -hmm. where somebody tells you, well, if they could all do it, there's no difference between you and them except for your mindset mm -hmm. is like aha uh -huh. and you can change your mindset and it's like well okay how do i change it and then you can start right yes you so deep man you gonna write a book <laughs> it's funny that you ask i'm, I'm, I'm co-authoring the book so just a chapter to, to get started dope hey like you said that's getting started man that's dope Congrats. Somehow, right? Exactly. Yeah, congrats. Step at the time. Exactly. Can I tell you? Can I tell you a funny story from the movie Catch Me If You Can? <laughs> of course, that's my movie. But yes, of course. Is it? Yeah, I love that movie, man. Okay. Have you also read the book? No. Okay. So I also haven't read the book, but I, okay. I heard it. Like so. You know, there's this scene in the movie where the teacher doesn't show up, and DiCaprio steps up and he teaches the class. Right? Yep. <laughs> And in, it's not in the movie, but in the book, and it's a real story, mm -hmm. right? Frank Abagnale, he teaches the class for the whole semester. What? And at the end of the semester, somebody comes up to him, one of the mm -hmm. students, the same age, right? And it's yeah. like, well, how, how the fuck did you teach the class? You didn't even know the material. <laughs> and you know what he said? What? You only have to read one chapter ahead. Jeez. And the moral, right, is like, if you wait until you know everything about a subject, you're mm -hmm. never going to start. There's always more. You always find people that know more and they're better and, and that's, exactly. that is missing. But if you just take it one step at the yes. time, you know. And your own steps, like start at your own pace. You know what I'm saying? And do it at your own pace. And I, I can feel that. I'm like that too. A lot of things I either procrastinate on or just won't do it all, will quit on because, again, I'm looking at what other people are doing. How good are they at it? How far ahead are they at it? How much money are they making? And that's not my journey. They might have went to school and studied that. My journey was completely different. So I have to start with what I have, with where I am today. Um, so thank you for saying that to me and to the listeners, because we all need to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, and um, also, like, let's just all assume, and, and even more than assume, let's just know that we all have individual, we all have wisdom mm -hmm. and individual experiences that are unique, per definition unique to you. Mm -hmm. And it's actually... It's, you know, about, and that's why I like the round table too. Yeah. It's about creating a safe environment mm -hmm. where people want to be there, where yes. they feel like they can speak freely. Absolutely. Speak yes. And, and then everybody has to share. Exactly. You know, it, it's true. Some people may be more aware of certain things, but there's, it, it, we can always learn. So for sure. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything you want me to bring? To the round table when I come. Not just yourself, eh? I got you. I got you. <laughs> we'll it, figure everything out. We'll, we'll figure everything else. We'll figure out on the on. I'm with it. I'm yeah. with it. Is there anything else you want to share with us, David? You've been a great guest, man. I appreciate you. Is there anything else you want to share or ask me? Um, just that you're you're a great podcast host. Hey? Thank it's you. Really, really good talking to you. High in energy. I'm feeling very awake, and so that's good, man. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm feeling the same way. Um, it was a little hard getting out of bed at six this morning. I wanted to get pumped up, stretch and work out a little bit before I got on here, here ready, get my mind right. But it was, a, like I said, it's a blessing to be getting out of bed for this. So thank you. Um, you know, all I did was message you on LinkedIn. So with that being said, if you want something, open your mouth and ask for it and believe it will happen because um, anything can happen. So thank you, David, for, for sharing your story, speaking your truth and uh, being a guest on Speak Your Truth. Thank you, Summer. I yes, appreciate you. Of course. Recording. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. If you want to hear more from David, you can follow him on Instagram at tribe underscore of underscore athletes or his website is the tribe of athletes.com. I'll put all the information in the show notes. If you have any questions for me personally, you can hit me up at my email, samariwalker at speakyourtruth.live. If you have any questions about mental health or mental illness or you are having um, you know, problems and you don't know who to talk to or reach out to, please again check the show notes uh, for the Suicide Prevention Hotline as well as NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed this episode.